Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. I'm getting a new mattress this weekend. How about that? Are you? Good for you, Mitch. I'll let you determine if this is weird or not. This is a total... Here we go. Let me guess. This is your your mom's boyfriend has an extra mattress he's given you. Yes. Everyone stop everything. Are you taking your mom's old mattress that she used with her boyfriend? That's the question. I'm being direct, Mitch. You're talking around. It, it sounds like that. I what's believe happening. so. Yes. Oh, Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> you don't realize the my show's done. We're done. <laughs> God bless Jack Grossman for picking that sound. It, it, it still is probably the most shocking thing ever said on these airways when Mitchell Hannigan, our former producer, admitted on, on live radio uh, during a drive-time show that he was going to take his mother and stepfather's used mattress as his own. Uh-oh. And... Yeah, I know. I'm maxing that. And, uh, you, 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 I, uh, a little bit of le- life left his body. He went, oh, like yes, bro. Can you imagine trying to like trying to do a radio show uh, when that information is 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 given to you? You, you got like you said the show's over. Like you can't do anything with that. And he was supposed to get a mattress. He never got one. <laughs> So all that <laughs> he even went out. He look, look. Drew Dieter did his part. Drew Dieter set him up with a mattress supplier. Mitch went out, picked out the mattress. They never delivered it. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> he never delivered. I didn't know that part. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I knew. I just thought he got it. <laughs> no, he never got. It. He never got the mattress. No, Mitch listens sometimes. Oh, I listening. know he does. I love it. He, he does listen. It makes me happy. He's got a girlfriend now. Yeah, he's got a lady. Yeah, he's got a lady friend. So how about that? Now, little bitch is all grown up. He got a yep, big yep. boy haircut. He got a big boy. He got a big boy job with a big boy MLB franchise. He's got a girlfriend now. How about that? Way to go, Mitch! All right, twenty-seven area locations. Walk in, drive through delivery. That's Cox's and Evergreen Liquors. That's Louisville's go-to liquor store. Every Wednesday, buy three, get a cigar free. That's this. Wednesday, this Wednesday, every Wednesday doesn't have to be Derby, doesn't have to be uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving or, or, or Memorial Day or whatever. You can just go and get it any time that you want it on Wednesday. That's right. Also, check out the wine, the beer, the mixers, 
everything they have there at Cox and Every Liquors. It's Louisville's go-to liquor store, Cox'sLouisville.com. 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. It's the roundtable here on ESPN 680-1057. Max Gobby with me, James Black producing the show. I'm James Strebel. So hopefully you guys are having a good day for just joining into the show. Hello and welcome as you're on your way home this beautiful Monday evening. Hopefully you're enjoying that outdoors. Uh, talked a lot today about all kinds of stuff. But we'll we'll circle back around to Kentucky basketball as they just blow out Alabama on Saturday, one seventeen to ninety five. The Cats just go scorched earth on Nate Oates's team, and and it couldn't happen to a better coach, Max Nate Oates. I, it, it really broke my heart that Nate Oates got beat like that. But uh, Max, I, I didn't get to to, to share your thoughts. Uh, on the game because you know you came in at three thirty and, and and all that good stuff, but but uh, you know both you and I did the smart thing. We picked Kentucky to lose on Saturday because well. of the way they've been playing, the up and down nature of this team. But they go out there and they put on probably the best offensive performance of the season. Actually, it was I think the previous no they, they I'm sorry they put up one eighteen against Marshall, so it was one point b- below their uh, their season high in points. They actually score, outscored NBA teams uh, this week. Every NBA team, uh, Kentucky outscored this weekend. So, Max, uh, what were your takeaways as Kentucky completely destroys Alabama and seemingly gets back on the right track for now, at least? Allegedly. Allegedly. That's, and that's the unfortunate thing about all this. Allegedly. I mean, we said the exact same thing after the Auburn win also. And mm. I, don't get me wrong, I'm happy. I'm very, very happy because of it, but... That's what scares me about this team is just how inconsistent they are. And what does that mean in March? Mm-hmm. Which team are we going to get? Are we going to get the team that showed up in Baton Rouge or the one that showed up at Rupp on Saturday? Yeah. I really hope the team in Rupp because if so, that's a Final Four team right there. They can beat anybody. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've beaten some good. So the, the, here's, their, here's their net resume. Here's their net resume. They climbed to 19th in the net. So they're now out of the twenties. Uh, they're nineteen eight on the season. They're five and three on the road. Here are their quad wins. So quad one wins. They're now five and five. Quad two. They're two and two. That one kind of hurts them. The quad twos was hurting them. The LSU game was a quad two loss. Uh, quad three. They're six and one. Quad four. They're six and zero. Oh. Okay. So they are neutral court. They're two and zero oh. on the road. Is the 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 valuable thing here? They're five and three on the road. Two and one neutral, twelve and four at home isn't good enough. Like they, they should have lost four home games. That's to me, Max. That's what's separating Kentucky from being in that upper echelon is, is the home losses. Like you expect to lose some on the road, you know, game or two neutral, whatever. The four home losses are really to me what the albatross around Kentucky's neck when it comes to selection Sunday because that's going to be looked at. But I mean, when you when you look at what they did, and that's what I said in the in the first hour, Max is. When you look at this team and you see what they did on Saturday against Alabama, it's like having a kid that you know is an A-B student, but the kid brings home C's and D's. And that's going to piss you off a little bit more because look at this report card. Why do you have three C's? Exactly. I know you're A-B's. You're always A-B student. I know how smart you are. I know what you're capable of. And Kentucky shows us time and time again what they're capable of. They're an A or B team. Yeah, they throw out C and D performances on the regular. 
And that's why you can't trust them in March because of the fact that they throw these clunkers in from time to time. Tomorrow night's a big game. I mean, I'll talk more about it tomorrow with Anna Tarullo when they head down to, to Mississippi State. I mean, that's another quad one. They could, they could, they could go above 500 tomorrow against Mississippi State and go 6-5 and five in quad one victories. And that's what they should happen. But do we trust that they'll go on the road to Starkville and win a basketball game? Mississippi State's a better team than LSU. The environment's going to be just as crazy or crazier in Mississippi State than it was at LSU on Wednesday last week. How much do we trust this team? How much do we trust John Calipari to put the right pieces together in that game to win it? Because he didn't do it at LSU. That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, and I wish I had an answer to that. But, I mean, we we legit just don't know right now. We don't know. We don't know what this team's going to look like in March right now. I think the only way you're really going to be able to tell is during the, the SEC tournament. That's your only. That's the only way you're really going to get a good gauge on how this team plays. Make them play against the teams mm-hmm. that they uh, that they stumbled with. The teams that were able to beat them physically. How will they react to those guys on a neutral court environment in a tournament setting? Exactly. That, I, I like because I've had that pulled up. They're great minds think alike. Okay, so I have right here. If the SEC tournament were to start today. Here are the top seeds. The number one overall seed is Tennessee. Uh, then Alabama is number two. Number three, Auburn. Number four, South Carolina. Number five, Kentucky. Six, Florida. Seven, Mississippi State. Eight, LSU. Nine, Ole Miss. Ten. Oh, that's there's there's your Chris Beard, uh, uh, Louisville fans. Nine in the in the in the SEC tournament rankings. Uh, number ten, A and M. Eleven, Arkansas. Twelve, Georgia. Thirteen, Vanderbilt. And pulling up the rear, ooh, Dennis Gates and Missouri. They're zero and fourteen in the conference. I forgot they haven't won the conference game. So, if the tournament would start today. Kentucky would play uh, on Thursday. They would not get the double bye. They'd get the first round bye, but they'd play the they're the number five seed, and they're versus the number the game one winner. So that would be between uh, twelve and thirteen. So that would be between Georgia or Vanderbilt. So you feel pretty good about that. All right. Then they would play in the quarterfinals on Friday. They would play at 6 p.m. against the number two seed. So that would pit them against Alabama again. Okay. Then if they win that, they'd play on Saturday. And that would be a, let's see here, nine. That would be a, uh, uh, let's see here, uh, about a, you know, three o'clock game, something like that. And then championship game on. So, so that would be the path. They wouldn't get that extra buy. So Kentucky still has some work to do, but you're right. I think the, as much as John Calipari says, he doesn't like the SEC tournament. I think the SEC tournament would be good for this team this year, because at least then you can see, okay, how are they playing? We knew, and this was the thing we, we knew last year that Kentucky probably wouldn't go too far in the NCAA tournament because of how they played in the SEC tournament losing to Vanderbilt. Right. We knew the year before that, or we should have known, many people, including me, dismissed the fact that they got blown out by Tennessee in the second game of the SEC tournament and said, oh, it's not that big of a deal. They'll be fine, and they lose, end up losing to St. Peter's. So the SEC tournament could be a good harbinger 
of what we could see from Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. I like your thinking there. And, and look, the, the team's 2-1 and one in neutral court settings this season. The, the big win, obviously, over North Carolina. So I'm, I'm anxious to see, Max, how this team performs in a neutral site once again. And we'll know here in a couple of weeks. I mean, Selection Sunday's three weeks from yesterday. This, this Monday, three weeks from now, we're going to have a bracket. We're going to be able to sit here on the show and go through game by game and see how Kentucky matches up with some of these teams okay um on with that so i know so did you see any of this here that the i know i talked a little about this kentucky civil war but there's a tweet that was out this weekend I, it was it is absolutely hilarious tweet okay this is from uh agenda pusher phil at i'm not the coach on twitter and it says one day this war will end i look forward to it hashtag bbn and it has like the uh, cover of the Marvel Avengers Civil War movie, right? Where you had Team Cap versus Team Iron Man, right? In this, it's UK Civil War. And on Coach Cal's side, it's Bruiser Flint, <laughs> Sandy Bell, <laughs> uh, Orlando Antigua, and Tyler Ulis. Then across the aisle... You have Mitch Barnhart as the adversary to John Calipari. And on Mitch Barnhart's side, you have Matt Jones, <laughs> Ryan Lemon, <laughs> Justin Rowland, and Kyle Tucker. <laughs> Which I thought was, it was absolutely hilarious. I'm glad that people are able to poke fun at this. Because I do think there's a little bit of a schism in the fan base. I don't think it's this big. But it is funny to see some of the the media honks on the side of the athletic director Mitch Barnhart there. I did, I did get a tickle and a chuckle out of that one. It was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I I, um, I tweeted at you, and I was like, so are you Spider-Man in this? Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean... I can't be. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I have oh, to. Oh, you're, you're you're pro Cal. I'm pro Cal. You are very pro Cal. I'm pro Cal. So Spider Man was on Iron Man's side, so I wouldn't be Spider Man because in the Civil I mean, War, you don't have to follow the MCU. I mean, if you want to be Spider Man, still be pro Cal. Like, well, I know, but I, I at least want to follow the the you know the the spirit of the film. So I'd be more like... Uh, okay, I think you're really getting too much in the lore of this tweet. <laughs> I'm more like a Hawkeye. <laughs> because he was on Captain America's side. <laughs> we know you are not Hawkeye. I am not Hawkeye. We I'm know not, you are not I'm Hawkeye. I'm not as attractive as Jeremy Renner, that's for sure. He's, he's, a very, he's a very handsome man, and I can't shoot... I've never... You in a leather vest with a archery kit... <laughs> I with with the with the fate uh, with the with the fate faded haircut. Oh yeah, have you ever shot a bow and arrow? I have. Are you a pretty good shot with that? No. No. Okay. I, now was it like one of these like was it like the old school bow or was it like one of these like new fangled things? It's like these these bows cost hundreds of dollars. It was an old fangle thing. In Is your it, words. Oh, it was a new one or an old bow? Old. It's an old bow. So it was old like bow. okay, an old bow. Okay, so he's an old like 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 a man should use. Like it wasn't one of these like you know, like I think they're called composite bows. I believe I'm not a hunter. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Let's see if it sticks. I have no idea. But you use like Robin You're like Hood's. Fraser Crane with a bike, man. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Like you use like a Robin Hood bow. I mean, it was like during camp, but yeah. Oh, as a kid. It was oh, so, yeah. okay. It was just target practice. Yeah. Like, okay. I didn't know if you ever shot an animal with a bow. That's no. Really, that's really what I, I wanted a to gun. know. Okay. I, well, I, the people, people. I mean, I, I'm all for. I'm all for treating the hunting game with respect. But I mean, yeah, a bow hunter. I 
God also gave me a brain, so I'm going to use the technology yeah. that humans have yeah. made to give me the best advantage humanly possible. Yeah, God gave us a gun. We shoot the gun <laughs> on, the, on the deer. Like, yeah. The way God intended it. <laughs> yeah, he assembled the gun. He said, <laughs> here you go. Max Gobby shouldn't have to use a bow. But God said, let there be guns. And he, he created guns. Okay, let's end this. <laughs> uh, let's hold on. I did, I did not say that. You didn't. I did. Strebel said that. I said that. I did not I'm say okay. that. I'm okay. I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm just I'm just throwing stuff out there, like I said. But, yeah. But so yeah, this, this Kentucky Civil War tweet really, tweet really did, and it did, it did say at the bottom, "United we stand, divided we fall." It, it did, it did, it did make me chuckle. That they couldn't have chosen a like, they could have chosen the worst pictures for the media people. Like that's what makes it even better. Like Matt Jones looks like he has the flu. Ryan Lemon looks like he's hungover. Justin Rowland just looks like he's shouting. And Kyle Tucker, well, Kyle Tucker's a good looking guy, so like he just he Kyle just looks, always looks. He good. always looks good. It doesn't matter. Kyle always looks good. But Tyler Gillis looks intense. People, I'm going to retweet this right now. Go on my Twitter and check it out. I just re, I just retweeted this post. It makes me happy. Uh, go check it out. Couple, so, go ahead. Yeah. So with Kyle Tucker, yes. Um, I took my wife to um, her first UK basketball game years ago, and I went up to Media Row just to go say hi to a couple of people. Yeah. And Kyle was up there. We we crossed paths. And so I shook his hand, said, hey, this is my wife. And he goes, very nice to meet you. You know, civil, yeah. go out. He's and, a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so she goes, she goes, what's he do? I said, he's one of the me- uh, media people and did not skip a beat. She's like, that is like the most good looking person in the media. And then <laughs> the other shoe dropped and she said, and it's not a good-looking group to begin with. <laughs> wow. And she's lost. not, she's not I wrong. Lost. I lost it. No, she's right. I saw, oh, my god! The first time I saw him in person, I was at I was at Big Blue Madness. And I was actually covering it for the station. This was years ago. The station sent me. And I'm up there, and I'm sitting next to someone from Cameron Mills Radio. <laughs> Watching next to Cameron Mills Radio, folks, which nice, nice, nice folks. We had, we had a good time watching, and so I'm walking. And I'm going to get some popcorn. You know the popcorn machines I have up there, and there's Kyle Tucker. Like I'm in like I'm in jeans and a button up shirt. Like I don't look like a slob. You know I'm not wearing like sweatpants and a, and a t shirt. Like I, right. I look okay. Like I, I, I didn't try too hard. This dude's in like a suit. And he's oh, got yeah. like a vest on, and he's just. And I was like, damn. I was like. Damn, Kyle Tucker! Like, way to, like, kind of like, way to make all the rest of the media look bad. Yeah. Like, we all kind of look like, like, like schlubs. But like, like, at least like I tried schlub. But he's like out there in like a three piece suit, just looking good, looking dapper. And I'm like, that's not fair, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. I really appreciate that. But yeah, everyone looks bad in that picture, but Kyle Tucker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean everybody. Everybody looks good in the picture, bad in that picture, except for except for Kyle Tucker. A couple other things here before we t- take our final break. Um, okay, so uh, weekly grades. I, I want to see if you agree with this, too. So the weekly grades here for Kentucky. CBS Sports does this every week after uh, on Monday. They kind of grade like the, the top teams in the country. And they 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 gave Kentucky, well, I mean, a couple report cards here. Let's go ahead and look at them. Uh, Houston gets an A+, Purdue A+. Uh, Carolina A, Wake Forest A. They should have Wake Forest got an A plus, honestly. And they go down here to Kentucky. He gives Kentucky a B minus. Kentucky scored the most points versus an SEC opponent since 1996 and hanging 117 on Bama. 
Cats still have some defensive issues to work through, but Justin Edwards' breakout game is encouraging. And they get the B minus, obviously, because they lost to LSU on the road. If they would have beat LSU, I think Kentucky would be sitting there firmly with an A plus. UConn is a C plus because they did they did take a loss. I mean, they did get beat. Uh, uh, let's see here. They 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 beat Villanova, but then uh, the, the uh, what you call it, uh, Creighton blew their doors off, so they get a C plus. But I, I mean, I I understand that. I, I kind of agree with that. What did you think about Justin Edwards' performance? I mean, the thing about Justin Edwards, he has been playing better, but then I didn't expect that. Where he was perfect from the field, perfect from three, only missed one free throw, and drops twenty eight points on Alabama's head. Just happy for him. Yeah, I, I was really happy for that kid. A hundred percent. And I, 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 it's so easy for a coach when you're you're not developing well in the first half of the season to just get put to the wayside. That's kind of what Cal does mm. to to give the Justin time and allow him to develop and finally get to a situation to where he has that big of a moment and that big of a game was really cool to see. Yeah, I, I was I was happy for him and I was happy for Cal. And something that really stuck, you know, with me is is and this is gonna sound corny and all the textures are gonna be, but you're cheesy streamble, you big blue honk, blah, blah, blah. But like you know, they, they asked Justin Edwards like, you know, what does it mean for you that John Calipari kept sticking with you and believed in you to do this? And, he, and his response was, well, you know what, John Cal, he's like, I told Cal every time he told me that that he believed in me, I told him I believed in him, like it was a mutual thing, like 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 Cal, I believe in your instruction. I believe in your coaching. I believe what we're doing here. I'm trying my best. I'm going to continue to try my best. And apparently, according to John Calipari, kids just been living in the gym. Like, all he does is just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and practice and practice and practice. And it's finally pay- paying off. So one of those things, like, I-, I wonder if Justin Edwards had the mentality, and I'm sure you've been around guys like this, that were so good in high school to where they could just step out on a court or step on a field and be the man. And then, you know, and having to do minimal work. I'm not saying they didn't do any work, but right. just be able to go off their God-given ability and just be better, bigger, and stronger, and faster than everybody. Then when you get to a higher level and the playing field evens out, okay, do you have the work ethic to take what you are already and maximize it? And I wonder if Justin Edwards is a kid that wasn't didn't maximize it early on and thought I'll just go out here and do what I've always done and I'll be good and reality hit him in the face and I'm not saying this is what happened this is just conjecturing here maybe what happened with him and then finally realized you know better late than never I got to put an extra work here I I, there's more to this than just me going out and dominating right off the bat and I don't don't know if it's even just an effort thing I think it may be as well because you're 100% right that when you go from high school to college, it's such a difference. Yeah. It, it is such a difference. And when you think you are a hard worker and you really put in the effort, you have to take that to the next level, to to a spot in your mentality that is extremely uncomfortable to be in. Yeah. And I remember my first year, it was... I went from hero to zero, like, very quickly. Oh, it happens very, real fast. Very yep. quickly. Yep. And what I thought was the way to get better, it wasn't just going and it wasn't just going and working out twice as hard. It was the film. It was the recovery. 
it was when you're supposed to rest, how well are you resting during those times? It was just all these little, it's, it's not as much of the amount of effort changes. It's the, the focused effort in so many aspects that makes you better at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could totally see that. It's, it's, it's a life change. You get to change your life yes. around the sport. And what you want to be. All right, let's, let's play some sound if you don't mind, James. Uh, if you want to, let's just go ahead and do. So we're talking about Justin Edwards and uh, this conversation. Uh, let's play uh, Cal one, uh, and then right for that Cal two. So this is Cal on Edwards, Big Z and DJ, and then Cal more on Edwards. I kept saying you're going to break through. I believe in you. You say, Coach, I believe in you. And I said, you just got to stay the course. So what I said to the team today, he has lived in the gym. He made every shot. Now, I took him out because he reverted back and was going to spin and move and just throw a ball. And I took him out because I said, you're playing a perfect game. I'm not letting you screw it up. Um, but, and even Z, I, uh, I made a decision yesterday that I was going to play Z. And I did get some pushback, but I said, nope. When I wake up and that my gut says that's what I should do, then I'm doing it. Um, He's waited his turn. He and Aaron, none of it's their skill. It's all physical play. Are you physical enough to stay in games? And um, in this game, they were. But, you know, look, um, you know, we had a different lineup. I was going to play Justin at four today. And that worked out really well because now it gets you like you have four guards out there with a big. Um that's why I keep coming back to we can do this all kind of different ways. We just have to have everybody ready when their opportunity comes up. Um, Rob was good. Reed was good. Antonio was good. And, you know, that time off for DJ has got him a little off timing and off rhythm. It just has. You understand he was a 40% three-point three shooter. But when you see him make free throws like everyone – then you start saying, like, well, what? Well, he's, the timing's off. He took two and a half weeks off. Didn't bounce a ball. He'll be back. But what he does for us, he fights on defense. He fights over ball screens. He comes up with balls. The point of our defense, when it's him, we're pretty good. We are. Now, LSU, I didn't play him, and they scored 48% in the second half. Okay, uh, go ahead and play uh, uh, on Justin uh, 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 three, and then we'll play Edwards. Go ahead, James. John, you said you had a you felt in your gut that you needed to play Z more. What had you seen? <laughs> Not play Z more. I'm putting him in as the first big guy yeah. tomorrow. So, and then and then if he didn't deserve more minutes, I wouldn't have played him more. Well, but what, he went in, and I just said I watched him in practice. Well, that's what I'm asking. What, what did you see from him to give you that feeling? Well. This, when you're not playing, it's like Jordan. It's hard when you're not playing to get in there and perform. And it's hard to stay the course because you know these kids are hearing from everybody. And, um, but what I saw and what, two things, Georgia wants to hard show pick and rolls. So what's open? The middle. Well, Z is really good in there. You know, and that's why I said him and Aaron may play more this game because of that. And there have been other games, Ugo played 36 minutes because of how they played, the other teams. But I'm just happy that he got a chance. Robert played really good today, made all kind of easy plays. We didn't turn it over like the last game. 
10 turnovers, 24 assists. I mean, then you say, why don't they play that way all the time? I don't know. Why don't you ask them? <laughs> because we're not changing practice. We're not doing anything different. But good group of guys. All right, there we go. So John Calipari liking his team as he should. Uh, the Cat's Paws just released an article. It says, A do fear came to Kentucky as a 6'4 guard. He's now a 6'8 forward who's projected as a first-round draft pick in a new ESPN mock draft. That's a draft uh, first round for next season, not this current season, right. but next season. Yeah, so no, th- 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 his ceiling's as high as anybody. I'm excited about his play. All right, let's do ahead, uh, go ahead and read some text here real quick, and then we'll take a break, get to our final segment. Uh, let's see here, texture. Uh, let's see here. When I wake up, my gut usually tells me to lay back down or go sit on the toilet. <laughs> right. uh, texture. Uh, Max was using, using a Louis Robo. <laughs> Get it? Louis Ro- like Louis Robo. Louis yeah. Robo. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's like good. That. Uh, texture. Ant Man. I'm not Ant Man. Uh, texture. <laughs> word of the day. Harbinger. Oh, I like that. That's a good word of the day. Texture. Listening from work in the Pentagon. Okay. Oh. Okay. Are you, okay, uh, Pentagon listener, uh, are you listening because you like the show or you're listening to me because of my kooky, uh, weird Wednesday uh, thoughts and the stuff I say about the CIA and the FBI? Uh, please text back. Uh, let me know. Congratulations. Yes. You're on a list. Why the, the Pentagon, that's a big deal. How about that? I like it. Let's see if we're working the Pentagon. Uh, texture, text, texture, texture, what a sniff right into the mic by Round Daddy. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> texture, let me get this straight. UK being 19th in the country gets them out of the 20s. Pure genius, Gump. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, it was. It was just the point. It was just the point. Okay, they're on the twenties now. How okay? Texture. When shots go in, teams look good. Absolutely, I agree. All right, let's take a break. On the other end, we'll uh, look. We'll, Tom Izzo. How is Tom Izzo not getting crushed? That's like I, I'm so pissed off about this. Tom Izzo. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it after the break. I don't want to fire all of my my my, my takes at once. We'll get to it after the break. Uh, it's the roundtable here on ESP six eighty one zero five seven. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Yes. Uh, John, um, can you take a moment to talk about the journey, season-long journey for Justin Edwards? Welcome back to the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Strebel. <laughs> oh, 
hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me read this. Let me read this spot again. Let me read the spot, or, and then we gotta listen to that sound again. I, I had not heard that sound. That's great. That's great sound. All right, hold on a second. Uh, Kentucky basketball takes on Mississippi State tomorrow night. Join Matt Gandolfo, Matt Gandolfo, Jason Ince, and Zach Cantrell at 9 p.m. for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Post Game Show on ESP 680-1057. Kentucky Fish and Wildlife reminds you to enter the 2024 Elk Draw today on their website. Also tonight... North Carolina versus Miami, 6.45 p.m. on ESPN 680-1057. And the Kenny Payne Show, 7 p.m. on 93.9 The Ville. All right, let's do a couple things here before uh, we get out of here today. All right, I got to hear that John Calipari sound again. And I'll explain why. Go ahead, James. <coughs> you all right yes. up there? Uh, John, um. can you take a moment to talk about the journey, season-long journey for Justin Edwards? <laughs> So, they, so someone asks him, are you all right up there? He says no. And that's John Clay. I know John Clay's. No, actually, that's Daryl Bird. Sorry. That's Daryl Bird. Daryl Bird, Cal says no. He don't give a bleep. He no. thunders through. And he just says, talk about Justin Edwards one, one more time. I, I, I got to hear him say no. I, I, I love it. Go ahead, Jake. One more time. <coughs> <coughs> You're right yes. up there, uh, John. Um, can you take a moment to talk about the journey, season-long journey? He said yes. He didn't say yes. I'm sorry. I thought he said no. He said, he he said not, yes the first time. Didn't know. Didn't know. Yeah, he said yes. No. <laughs> That's great. All right, couple more things here. One more piece of sound. Okay. So Max, you didn't hear this. Now you you know we all love Issel around here. We miss Dan Issel. Yes. He he's an assassin. He doesn't care about what you think about him. He's going to speak his mind. Uh, he, he he's a he's a he's a real man when, when there aren't real men around anymore. And so he went on with Louie today. He called Louie on on Rabo and Company, and he was talking about Rick Bose's article, which we talked about earlier, right. where he's saying you know Kenny Payne's going to bring these recruits in. And by the way, if if, if you don't if you don't bring Kenny Payne back for a third year, you might lose some of these recruits. Here's Dan Issel's response and reaction <laughs> to Rick <laughs> Bozich. Yeah, he called. He was on with Rabo and Co. this morning. Rabo and Co. this morning. So here we go. Here's a little Dan Issel for you. Hey, what about Bosich? I, I think uh, Bosich might be on Kenny's payroll. Uh, you, you know, they're, they're like threatening that he could get uh, two of the top twenty recruits if he if he if he stays in the job. I love that article. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, if you had a Monday morning moron, who would it be? Do you think? Yeah, I, you know, I did. It'd be. It'd probably be Rick. <laughs> that would... I'm sure. One, I'm sure one of those uh, prospects. Although, uh, you know, the the, uh, the the names were withheld to protect the innocent. But uh, I'm sure one of those two is Carter Knox, and I wouldn't be so sure that Carter Knox is going to Louisville, Kenny Payne, or no. <laughs> How about that? Calling out little Rick Bosich on a Monday with Louis Rabot. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. We miss you, Dan. Uh, come back to the radio. All right. A few things here before we get out of here. Um, so I, I alluded to this uh, before he went on break. And look, John Calipari has gotten a lot of flack over the last few seasons and deservedly so like like we we we, we've on this show and on the kentucky fish and wildlife post game shows and on the take back when i was doing it with Andy sweeney like we've criticized john calipari nationally he's been raked over the coals as well 
And again, understandably so, I'm not saying he shouldn't have been because it just has not been good enough. He admitted that. He said, we haven't been Kentucky good these last few seasons. Kevin Sweeney at CBB under Central on Twitter. We've had him on the show before here, too. He's a, he's a good dude. He tweeted the following. Michigan State is now 17-11 and 11 after consecutive home losses to teams outside the NCAA tournament picture. And if Michigan State doesn't win the Big Ten tournament or the national championship, the Spartans will lose 13 or more games for a fourth consecutive season. So I ask everybody, where are the Tom Izzo criticism articles? I don't see them. I don't see Jeff Goodman or Pat Forty or John Fanta or Rob Doster or any of those guys writing articles, recording podcasts, doing videos, tweeting about Tom Izzo continually losing 13... 13 or more games four consecutive seasons where's the where are the hit pieces of on, on Tom Izzo where are those he and John Calipari had the same amount of championships won but Tom Izzo won his back what 2000 his one back in 2000 we we, we talk about John Calipari his, it's, a, it's it's 2012 he gets crushed for that and don't act like Tom Izzo hasn't had good talent either. He's had top five, top ten recruits coming to Michigan State as well. And he has that, that you know, when people always, oh, you got to have veteran leadership. He's had that too. He's had all this stuff. But he can go out there and be a bum and lose crickets. Nobody says boo about Tom Izzo. But if it's John Calipari, and I'm not saying John Calipari doesn't deserve it, he does deserve some of it. But Tom Izzo not getting any of it reeks of hypocrisy, and it reeks of favoritism in the college basketball media. And we know the college basketball media has their darlings. And if you're one of the college basketball media's darlings, they don't say jack squat about you. They won't. They won't. They don't criticize Bill Self, Tom Izzo. Uh, they, the only reason they criticized Rick Pitino because basically they had to. He got fired. But if it, if it wasn't for that, they wouldn't criticize him either. Coach K didn't get it. John Shire's not getting it. Like there's there's sacred cows in the college basketball world that are protected. Izzo's one of them, even though he's been a straight bum these last few years. All right. Well, I have a theory. Okay, love. It. I have a theory. It's because they are playing favoritism to Tom Izzo instead of John Calipari. You want to know why? Why? Because John Calipari does a great job marketing himself, but sometimes he just doesn't know when to shut up. That's fair. That's that. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's what it comes down. No, to. that's a fair take. And he had a stigma against him before he took the Kentucky job, and and, and Tom Izzo's been viewed upon as like that, like um, you know. That paragon of virtue in college basketball, even though he's not. I mean, Tom Tom Izzo's been a straight up ass before. So let let's say let's say between you and James Black that you all have to meet because you've got two just horrible underperforming co hosts and Anna and myself. Which one are you going to be more? Um. Um. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on the words. So there you go. It should be me. No, uh, <laughs> no. 
No, who who are you going to be more critical of? Who are you going to be more critical of? Is it going to be Anna that, you know, does fine? Or is it going to be me that does fine but says, you know, when I show up on radio, I you just don't like me because when I show up, I'm on the radio and I get better ratings than you. Yeah, I, they'll, they, yeah. or I'm the one on ESPN Louisville Plus, and I get my own docu uh, thirty for thirty <laughs> on co-host of the century, or your your own uh, your own stream to uh, play NCAA football twenty five or Star Wars Battlefront. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So so who is it? Is it the one that's the more antagonizing one, or the one when they know they're not doing well, they kind of just keep their mouth shut. That's a great point. I mean, yeah, John. I mean, the 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 victory the victory lap he took after Auburn didn't do him any favors. No, and it, it, again, I understand that. But at the same time, I, I I understand what you're saying. I agree with you. I just don't like it. It drives me crazy because here's a guy that's obviously not producing the way he used to produce, and is getting the ultimate. Off the you know get out of jail free card, but he's not squealing. He's not no, he's not squealing. Yeah, but he's but he, here's the difference. John Calipari, here's the difference. Izzo squeals, but he squeals at his players. He he's more like a Rick Pitino guy. He'll squeal. He'll he'll throw his players right under the bus. He has before. He'll 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 say awful things about his players. John Calipari doesn't. He'll squeal about the media. That's the difference. He'll protect well, yeah. his. And look, and which 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 guy would you rather play for? The guy that will throw you under the bus, but will will tell Jeff Goodman, give him a pat on the bottom and be nice to him, or would you rather play for John Calipari, who who doesn't give a bleep about Jeff Goodman, but he'll treat you right? I don't disagree with you at all. But the question is, the media having a bias against Calipari. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And you I, just you're, you're right. Yeah, you're, yeah, no, you're exactly I'm right. I'm going to have a bias against someone that says, "Yeah, you suck." Yeah. Yeah, like, no. I, all right. Well, I don't like you either. Yeah, no, I, exactly. That's where the antagonism comes from. I get. I understand it, but let's call you know a spade a spade here. Let, let's say if you suck, you suck, and if you, if you're not good at your job or you're not or, or you're you, you're like the quality of your job is in decline, then it needs to be put to the forefront just as much as John Calipari or anybody else. It just bothers me. I understand it. You you present a great argument, and it's the right argument. It just it just rubs me the wrong way, and I can't stay in all those guys I talked about anyway in the media because they do play favorites and it's stupid. And like I get it if they like the coach said means something to me, like that's fine. Like you like you're a big boy or a big girl. Like you, you didn't take that job for for having a college basketball coach to kiss your rear. Like you you, you got a job to report. You did a little bit though, really. I didn't take this job because I I, I thought well you're like, you're, coach, you're not a respected journalist. <laughs> well, I, Let's call I, a spade a well, spade. Well, I'm not either. I'm not respected or or a journalist. <laughs> I'm either you're respected. I'm either one of those I don't know if I'm respected. It depends on you're who a you are. Respected radio head. Well, I don't know radio radio personality. <laughs> I'll say that I don't have a radio. Your head. check has talent. <laughs> well, that's a good next point. to it. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. It you does. broke the news first this time, so that counts. Oh, I did break the news for her. Yeah, that's right. I, I broke that. Yes, exactly. I think it does count. So I, it, just, it just bothered me. I just, I'm just i not calling for Tom Izzo to be fired or anything like that. I don't think he should be fired. But I just, it's like, okay, when all things are even, like Tom Izzo, like he, he, he's declining. All right, a couple more things here. Um, 
I, then you say, why don't they play that way all the time? I don't know. Why don't you ask them? <laughs> oh, How do. dare Tom Izzo say that about his team? <laughs> right. How now, dare he say that? Now, I watched a uh, – so over the weekend, I watched a documentary. And I don't watch a lot of TV anymore because I just don't have time to. Like, the, most of the TV I watch is, like, basketball games. But I did watch a documentary. I had some extra time this weekend. I watched this. It's called Trainwreck. And it's an oh, – I know, I know Text Line's going to kill me. It was an older documentary. But it's about Woodstock 99. And do you know anything about Woodstock '99? That it was a concert. Okay, so it was a concert, but it, it, like, it like devolved into Lord of the Flies. So, as most concerts like that do. Well, well, okay. So here's the difference. So back when they did the original Woodstock, Woodstock in 1969, it wasn't like they didn't charge for it. They just put up a stage and got bands and said, you know, they're the biggest music groups in the world. You had Jimi Hendrix, Creedence Clearwater Revival. I mean, if you're if you're a major band in the '60s, you played Woodstock, and it was like a it's a free love type deal. Okay, it was peaceful, great. They did another Woodstock, and I believe 1994, which is along the similar lines. They did a Woodstock '94 as well. I remember that very vividly. Woodstock '99 became this like marketing juggernaut and so they they like kind of went away from the okay okay yes because this was the woodstock that had corn bush red hot chili peppers then you go to dave matthews band yeah then kid rock then rage against the machines megadeth and rusted root and limp biscuit uh, Limp Bizkit yes. was it. Okay, because this is what happens. Okay, so <laughs> the kids are already like, so they instead of like being like a big like rolling field and like like a comfortable spot, they did it in like a military, a former military like uh, a base. And so it was like mostly pavement. In the middle of summer, it's hot. It got up to like 95, 96, 97 degrees. Okay. And you're right. So you name the bands. Like you think of the bands in the past that played and you think of these bands. So the first night, Corn was like the big band. And they go out there and they do their corn thing and the, the, like the crowd loses their mind. Right. Then the next day comes around. And Fatboy Slim. And Fat Boy, well, Fatboy Slim, he was at the rave tent. When Fatboy Slim was at the rave tent, they, like they, they stole a truck and like drove a truck into the rave tent. And like he had to stop playing his show to get out. Like It got so bad. They started burning stuff, looting all the vendors. Like, like the only way they they, they were going to go after the the, the 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 concert promoters and the concert workers. Like, they were on their way there. The only way they didn't they didn't get to them is they called in the state troopers, and the state troopers came with like like billy clubs and and and, and like like armored gear and, and riot gear and things like that, and stopped them from going. But the the documentary basically threw Limp Biscuit and the Red Hot Chili Peppers under the bus. Like, terribly under the bus. So, during Limp Biscuit's set, they tore down, like, a tower. And they, like, peeled off, like, this plywood and stuff. And people were, like, surfing on the plywood, like, in the crowd surfing on the plywood. So, when Fred Durst played Break Stuff, in the middle of the song, he was like, I want all the rage that you have. All And they were already pissed off because they were getting price gouged. There was nowhere to sleep. The water was dirty. The the, the, the porta pots they were overflowing. Like, the, 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 the concert event promoters did nothing to take care of the crowd. Right. Nothing. Nothing at all. And so Fred Durst played break stuff, and then you like get all your rage out, and then he finally hit the like, give me something to break, like bam, and it was like an explosion went off, and every and like after that the concert wasn't the same. And Fred Durst went out there on one of the plywood things, was like jumping up and down and singing, and then the next night 
they decided during the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they were going to pass out hundreds of thousands of candles. Candles. That's not a not good smart. Idea. This crowd's already volatile. They've already destroyed property. Do a vigil. Yeah. Well, they, okay. So it happened right after Columbine. So they decided to make this Woodstock about gun violence. And during Anthony Kiedis singing Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, let's pass out these candles in memorial of the Columbine victims. So instead of, like, just raising the candles up and holding the candles up, they just started setting fires everywhere. And so they took the Chili Peppers off the stage. And they they tried to get the crowd to calm down. And then eventually they said, okay, Chili Peppers, go back on stage. When they went back on stage, they played a Jimi Hendrix song. They played Fire by Jimi Hendrix while these fires were blazing in the crowd and things. And so also there's a rumor that like Michael Jackson was going to show up and do like be the, the secret final performer or Bob Dylan or someone like that. When it was over, it was like the surprise was it was just like a video of Jimi Hendrix up on the on the screen. And people, that's when people lost their minds, and that was it. It's, it's a fascinating documentary. Fascinating documentary. Highly recommend it. As a conspiracy theorist, <clears throat> do, do you think that that was kind of orchestrated at all to cause? Uh, I, I wish that were the case. I think I think it really just like popped off like organically. Organ- okay, you got a hard. All right, couple texts. All right, college basketball tonight is is, is, is oh, oh yeah, it's a uh, Miami. Spammy somebody. Uh, text real quick. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Max is out. Anna is hot. Uh, texter. <laughs> <laughs> Pentagon listener here. We heard you are a Spider-Man, and we've misplaced a genetically modified spider. Thank you very much, <laughs> Pentagon listener. All right. Thank you to everybody. Tonight, 6.45 p.m. Already th- oh, darn it. I threw it away, but there's a basketball game coming up here on ES 1580. <laughs> 105.7. Enjoy it. Listen to it tomorrow. Anna Tarullo will be back on the show with me, and then we'll do our normal Tuesday shenanigans. We'll get Jack Grossman on here. Okay, 645 basketball, let's go.